You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Football Podcast with host John and Pemba and James Friday. What's going on, FA Nation? John Vemba here with James Grande. This is the Fantasy Alarm NFL DFS podcast and live stream for week six of the NFL season. James, man, how you doing? Doing well. Happy to be back. Happy to be, you know, just filling in for Howard. We know every fifth day, Howard's made 33 starts this year. Yeah. Needed a day off, right? I mean, the arm was a little tired. He's already, he's sub two ERA on the year. Right. I know this is a football podcast, but... You know, for a lot of you guys understand the reference. Football podcast using a baseball reference wearing a basketball hat. We're all about it. So I mean, that's what I mean, John, (laughs) if that doesn't if that doesn't just like show you who we are as like a whole in fantasy fantasy alarm, like jacks of all trade, I don't know what does, right? I'm also currently looking watching watching the the NHL slate right now. I got three hockey lineups going up there. So like we're all we're all in it together here. So we got week six. We only have eleven games on the main slate. Uh, we've hit bye weeks for week six. So we got four teams are off the slate. Then we're also dealing with those primetime games. So shorter slate, shortest shortest main slate of the year, but it is not short on talent. Not short on games that we are going to be featuring and stacking for sure. We'll hit on those as we hit the players. So let's waste no more time. Let's just get into it. The quarterback position. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. They're running up against one another. Last check, I think I saw it was like a 53 and a half game total for this one here. It is the first time in the Patrick Mahomes era that he is a home underdog. Two and a half points. Again, was the most recent spread that I saw. No, still the um, same. Mahomes' last game against the Raiders went out there, throw four touchdowns, had 30 fantasy points. Josh Allen broke the slate last week against Pittsburgh. He had like 300 yards on nine completions because he threw yeah. a 98-yard touchdown pass. He threw a 60-yard touchdown pass. He finished with 39 fantasy points, 420 passing yards and four scores. He's got two 400-yard passing games in the last three. These guys are expensive. The players you want to stack with them are expensive, but they're the top two quarterbacks on the slate. You know, obviously no disrespect to Lamar Jackson and what he can do, but in terms of pricing game stack-wise, these are the guys that I think most, and we'll get to this obviously as we move down the DraftKings board, FanDuel's a little bit different. Most, I think, would be looking to spend up for. Yeah, I think... This week compared to last week, John, is different and why I think you can get to Allen or Mahomes more comfortably because there's good value at the running back position, right? I think we're going to get there and uh, there's always dart throws we could take at receiver, but I think there's some pretty clear-cut value plays at running back and tight end, as we know, is a spend down and defense as well. So I think this week more than others is easier to get to Josh Allen. I will say this. I think Josh Allen is definitely the better play. Kansas City's defense has not been great. They've allowed the six most passing yards. They've allowed 12 touchdowns, which is tops in the league, tied with Tennessee, and that's passing specifically. And a lot of fantasy points, where Buffalo has not. Uh, Buffalo has allowed three passing touchdowns all year. Only the Niners have allowed fewer than that. They're tied with Denver in that category. And they have eight interceptions as well. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes is a special arm talent that sometimes you know, likes to flash that and right. can throw interceptions at times. So I think Allen is definitely of the upper tier, the guy. I think Mahomes is contrarian, and I think you could play either. But obviously, I don't think I'm being 
crazy by saying yeah. Ellen is definitely the preferred option. Yeah, no, I agree with you there for sure. And again, if you want to be a little bit different, you get Mahomes because Mahomes and, and Kelsey is cheaper than Allen and Diggs. So, you know, if you wanted to go there, you certainly can. Which brings me to the next game. Arizona-Seattle, Kyler Murray, $7,300 here. Obviously, you're getting a discount on Mahomes and Allen. This game has a 51-game total at the last that I saw. Kyler Murray coming off of not a Grena's greatest performance, but it was against a tough Philadelphia defense. So we're going to give him like a little bit of a pass but you see three of the four games prior to that over 20 fantasy and now you're getting a ceiling game potential for him running up against a seattle defense that everybody has been scoring on right i mean last week again the saints we saw the saints offense put up over 30 points against them we know the lions put up over 40 points against seattle here well Taysom hill put up 30 points. that's true let's, Taysom let's, did let's the majority not... of the damage well a lot of yardage were still put Alvin up Kamara. Yeah. by Kamara, yeah. and, and olave had a touchdown and then Before he left the, with the concussion yeah. there. So, yeah, there was potential for bigger days coming from them. Yes, Taysom had four total scores. <laughs> but still, they couldn't stop him either. So, you know, Kyler's in a really great spot. Hollywood Brown is priced up a little bit more. But Rondell Moore, I think, is in is kind of an interesting place. The snap share has been great for him. Again, we'll get yep. to the wide receiver. But the snap share has been great. Last week finally got involved. We know that Ertz is there and... This is the last week without DeAndre Hopkins, so we'll see what happens. But it's more so the fact that James Conner is likely not going to play now. So, you know, Benjamin's going to be the starting running back. That's not somebody that I envision them handing the ball off to 20 times. So I think a lot more is going to be put on Kyler in this matchup against a bad Seattle team. Them being on the road is mildly concerning for me, I think. Get him out of the dome. You get him in that Seattle, you know, weathery sometimes things that go up in Seattle during this time of year. But still, a lot of people are going to be looking at Kyler if you're over on FanDuel, Geno Smith is also priced up over on FanDuel. He's in like the 7K range. You know, the quarterback pricing up on FanDuel is a lot more expensive. Josh Allen, I think, is like over $9,000 over there. But again, you get a little bit more money to play with. But, you know, it, it, you can kind of pick and choose where you want to go with this game. On DraftKings, Geno Smith is $5,700. Yep. Listen, I'm not intentionally skipping this mid-tier. But like after Kyler Murray, if you want to go Joe Burrow... Sure. If you want to go Tampa Tom Brady against Pittsburgh, who he's owned his entire career, sure. I'm not going to blame you for that. Just know that the chalk in this range is going to be Geno Smith to 5,700, and for good reason. He's the fifth highest scoring quarterback in fantasy this year. Right. They didn't move his price point barely. He's still under $6,000. He's 5,500 last week. He gave you 24 fantasy points. He gave you 34 in that game against Detroit, 22 against Atlanta. Really tough defense against San Francisco. Shut him down, but... Arizona's defense really isn't that great. They're, they're He's at home. Lockett and Metcalf are playing out of their minds. I actually like Kenneth Walker as the running back now because Kenneth Walker actually can catch the football. Sherrod uh, Penny wasn't a pass-catching running back. So it just adds another level to that offense for Geno. So, you know, for me, it's like you're spending up an Allen, Mahomes, Kyler, or you're playing Geno. Not to, again, not to dismiss the other quarterbacks in this range, but, I mean... If you're making a core one lineup, those are the four you got to build around. If you're doing multiple lineups, a 20 max, a multi-entry GPP, whatever, three max, maybe you take a stab on a Brady or a Burrow or a Cousins even against Miami. But if you're making one lineup this week or you're playing cash games, you need one of those four as your quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I think, I mean, in cash games, no surprise, Allen, Murray, Gino are the three highest projected owned quarterbacks right. as of thursday right no nothing like egregious but i mean expected to be quite a bigger number than what i think it's being projected at currently right i actually love kirk cousins as a contrarian play i think i'm happy you mentioned him yeah. 
Miami giving up a lot of passing yards, fifth most in the league currently, 1428, almost 300 a game. So eight touchdowns, they only have turn, only forced one turnover. They've been beaten by rushing quarterbacks. I mean, you know, they face Lamar. So yeah, right. like that's obviously like why they've allowed so many fantasy points. I mean, they've allowed third most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Yeah, 400 um, yards allowed to Josh Allen, and then Lamar Jackson ran and threw all over them. So Right, so like kind of skewed. But also, I mean, Kirk Cousins looked better in the Kevin O'Connell offense. He just does. Yeah. And if you look at the pass attempts for Minnesota, even on a day that Dalvin Cook scores twice, right? 41 attempts against Chicago, 38 against New Orleans, 41 Detroit, 46 Philly, 32 Green Bay. Uh, Minnesota wants to throw. That's what Kevin Connell wants to do. We're going to get a three-touchdown game eventually, and I think this could be one of them. I like Cousins as my contrarian play because you're right. Those four guys are the four and nothing under Gino is appealing at all. But Kirk Cousins, 6K, yeah, $6,000, I think is quite interesting. Yeah, I I said that if like, if like Bridgewater was going to be activated, but it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case, which again, I'm still very He did practice. Yeah, so like maybe he works his way through concussion protocol despite never actually suffering a concussion. Right. Uh, I would have some interest. It's the spotter. Yeah. That's the new thing. The spotter saw him stumble which immediately ruled him out. But I don't know what the, from that point, like what is the protocol now, right? right? It's like, he's not concussed, but because the spotter saw him, now he has to stay out a certain amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so if he finds his way active, I like have a little interest there just because the receivers, right? Like Tyree kill and Jalen Wallace can do all the work and Teddy Bridgewater can throw five yard dump offs and get points. So, yeah, Minnesota's, and they've allowed a lot of yards this year themselves. Yep. And we know Tyreek, like you said, Tyreek just needs the ball. Get him on a slant. He's 75 to the house. Yep. So pretty much. Running back position here. At the top, there's a lot of guys. McCaffrey, Chubb, maybe we get Taylor back. Saquon Barkley against Baltimore. You know, Aaron Jones is separating himself from A.J. Dillon in terms of snap share lately. You know, that's your top grouping. I don't really love a lot of these top guys. You know, again, McCaffrey gets Walker as his quarterback now. Maybe that sparks that team a little bit with the coaches firing. Nick Chubb, I mean, Nick Chubb's been the best football running back in football this year, basically. Maybe outside of Saquon Barkley. But Bill Belichick's one thing is generally he takes away what you do the best. So is he going to throw 12 guys in the box at Chubb and make (laughs) Brissett beat him on the outside? Like. You know, that it feels like there could be some risk there. Taylor coming back from his injury at 8K, and then, Bar- like I said, Barkley there. It's so like, I don't know. I don't really love a lot of those top guys. Is there anybody for you that, like, you're looking at, and you're like, I like this guy here as a, as a 7K and above running back, we'll say. Yeah, I mean, I think Chubb is very contrarian. I think that's something that, you know, if you're interested in, I do have interest. Again, 5% projection right. for a guy who has had – Four hundred yard games, and in the one game where he doesn't, John, three tuds, three touchdowns. So like, yes, Kareem Hunt, you know, takes him off the field in the red zone. It doesn't like at times. It doesn't matter right now. Right. He has seven touchdowns in four games. So I, I looked into that too. By the way, you're calling on Kareem Hunt, and he comes in on the red zone. Kareem Hunt, majority of Kareem Hunt's red zone snaps in red zone now. I feel like a flawed flawed way to look at it how you know Howard Bender talks a lot about the green zone which is the 10 yard and in I think yeah, we should be 20. looking more at green zone touches than red zone touches cream hunt the majority of his touches are really from the 20, 20 to the 10 20. once they get yeah. inside the 10 
Nick Chubb has doubled the touches inside the five. He's got more touches inside the 10. Chubb has got him a little bit out of touch from the 20 in. But again, like, okay. unlikely to score from the 20. Right. I just did a little bit deep because I was seeing a lot of narratives on Twitter lately about, like, you know, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and the value of the players. And I like Kareem Hunt. I think he's always right. a very good alt play to Nick Chubb because, like we saw in week one, Nick Chubb has 22 for 141, but he doesn't score. Kareem Hunt had two touchdowns yeah. in that yep. game. So if there, this isn't the spot, again, in my opinion, no. but if, you know, other weeks, I'm okay with going. I mean, Kareem Hunt found the end zone last week, too. So, I mean, yep. like, you know, it's, it's he's not bad. I do, I like Leonard Fournette against Pittsburgh here. I probably like John Taylor more than you, by the way. I, I, okay. I, I, I Jacksonville's allowed the most rushing yards in the league. I know. Um, they just balled them up in that week, too. Like, what was, what happened? I mean, there? they, I mean, they didn't, their, dude, their offense was dreadful in that game Matt Ryan, dreadful, That's they're still dreadful but like just think about their offensive line sure. like they paid these dudes so much money and they were a top three to five unit coming into the year like what is the issue right it there is the fix is there because they're not they didn't just like get monstered and like lose all their sure. talent they're not old like Quentin Nelson is so young it, they're just too good yes they've looked bad whatever I've harped on this stat a couple times. Jonathan Taylor through four weeks last year was RB22. And then we saw what happened. He almost won the MVP. Like, right. didn't almost win the MVP, but was in consideration to win MVP. Sure. Yeah. I, so it was I, allowed I, the most rushing yards. and Yeah, I don't think it's awful, as like you mentioned, because I don't think anybody's going to be paying for these guys, right? So I think no. it's like low-owned options. I think they're all pretty solid. Everyone's um, playing Eno Benjamin. Everyone's playing Eno Benjamin at Andre Stevenson. Like yep. those guys. Kenneth Walker's 54, I think, right? Like yep. everyone's e going to be... ETN is 5K. Yep. Yep. So everybody's going to be looking at those guys. I like Fournette a lot too. Listen, people were like, oh, Fournette's not really running the ball well this year. And that's true. Does it matter when he's got 23 no. targets in two weeks? And what we just saw Josh Allen throw all over this Pittsburgh defense. Tom Brady, yep. in his career, he should probably have his number retired at, you know, at <laughs> Heinz Field or whatever they call it now. Like he's been that good. So, you know, and Tom Brady's a guy that also... You know, he doesn't stop throwing, right? There's a narrative with some players where it's like, oh, when they get up big, I'm worried about like them not throwing anymore. Tom Brady's not that guy. Tom Brady throws the no. football until the game's over, right? So, yep. you know, I'm not really worried about that, but I, but he throws the Fournette a ton. So I like Tom Brady as a quarterback play this week. Again, talked about that. If you want to be a little bit different yep. or make a couple GVP lineups, Brady, he's going to throw for 300 yards, just what he does. You can throw Fournette in that lineup with Tom Brady because the number Agreed. of targets that he gets. Plus, Pittsburgh, one of the worst run defenses in football. You can run all over this team. I, I do like myself some Lenny Fournette there. But after that, we talk about it. We go down into this lower tier. Stevenson at 6K against Cleveland with no Damian Harris. You know, the guy, guy catches the football. He's looked really strong as the lead back there. They're going to run a ton with Bailey Zappi. Even though Mac Jones is questionable, we'll see if he suits up or not. But they're still going to run the ball a lot against Cleveland. Brees Hall has been having some really strong games. He gets Green Bay here. And then we've mentioned guys like Kenneth Walker's at 54. Where did Benjamin go? Did I pass he's him? 40, he's $4,600. All right. So FanDuel, you know, Benjamin's like 65. So they didn't even, they didn't discount him at all. But right, on, on DraftKings, he's free. He's a free guy. So 4,600. Rian Moser's also questionable. Chase Edmonds, 4,800. If Moser doesn't play, you got to think that Edmonds would be. I know that most of returned to practice today, so but still something. He said to watch. he's gonna play. He said he's gonna play sure. is what they came out and said. But I mean, you know, as a as a Mostert Raheem stand. Mostert backer, <laughs> you are Raheem Mostert stand number one and it has been for years. You know that like an injury with Raheem Mostert is like 
hold your breath. Yeah. We don't know what's happening next. Right. So again, so those are some definitely some cheap guys. Matt Benjamin forty six. That is crazy. Yeah. Boy. No, it's shot. So he, and I guess the ownership doesn't reflect it because we haven't had official news on Connor right. yet. But James Connor is like the eighth highest projected running back. Right. Sixty nine hundred. That's Fanduel. So let's see DraftKings running back. So Roger Stevenson, the highest projected owned player. And if you guys want to check it out, fantasyalarm.com uh, slash NFL slash draft percentage to see what we're talking about. But James Conner's in the is top seven in terms of ownership at 61. What's Eno yeah. Benjamin going to be, John? He's going to rival Ramondre, who's currently the highest projected owned player of the slate. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, you're going to you I mean, you're gonna have to at least play him in your flex to save some money this week, so... I got someone, I got a little, maybe a little contrarian option. Maybe not so much contrarian, but I mean, look, San Francisco's MO is to run the football and Jeff Wilson is doing a damn good job. And I know they brought Tevin Coleman, my boy Tevin Coleman. (laughs) And I'm very happy to see Tevin Coleman just thriving in this, in his, uh, in his, in where he should be in the threads that he belongs in, right? Mm -hmm. San Francisco. But Jeff Wilson cares has carried the ball 17 plus times in three of the four games right. since being the starter 12 or more in all four. He has 74 or more yards in all four. He has a touchdown in two straight. He is not someone who is going to contribute much in the passing game. He is capable of doing so, but Atlanta's bad against the running back right. position. They're bad. They traded Deion Jones. Like it's not getting any better for them defensively over 500 yards are allowing over hundred yards rushing per game this year. Already four touchdowns allowed, too. I think Jeff Wilson has a similar game to his Carolina output. So 6,200. Yeah, it's a good well, pivot off of Ramondre. Everyone's playing Ramondre. Every, and in cash games, I'm playing Like, you're right. playing Ramondre it's in cap. But in tournaments, I don't think a lot of people are going to look to Wilson at 62 just because it's like, oh, I can save $200 and just get Ramondre Stevenson in there. Or $400 and go to Brees yeah. Hall, so. Yep, I agree. I agree with you. The, the Reese Hall one, 17 and 18 carries the last two weeks. Getting targeted in the passing game. Obviously, only two targets last game, but he had the 79-yarder, right? That's right. just the type of guy that he can be. So, yeah, just an interesting spot if you're a believer in the Jets. Just kind of giving his GPP upside there. I also like Devin Singletary, and I, and I talked to Howard okay. Bender about this. You look at the games where they had blowout wins, and Singletary's usage was meh, right? Like, Blew out the Rams. He had eight fantasy points. Blew out Tennessee. James Cook at the end. Yeah, blew out Pittsburgh, right? Five fantasy points. Look at the games that were close. Miami, 24 fantasy points. Baltimore, 12 fantasy points. Look at the targets in those games that were close, right? 16 total targets. He had nine catches against Miami. Listen, he's never going to run the football a ton. That's just not what the Bills' offense is. But if he's their pass-catching running back as well in these shootout games, I mean, don't you want... Don't you want your exposure to somehow find a way into this game? And if he gives you what you got out of the Miami game, right? The, the 9 for 11, uh, 78 yards, and a score through the air because this game hits 55, 60 points. Uh, you know, they're not going to put Moss and Cooks out there in this game. It's going to be Singletary. If you're making a GBP lineup again and you want to throw a cheap guy in there and everybody's going Davis and everybody's going Diggs and Shakur or McKenzie, whoever is healthy there, like nobody's going to play Singletary. You know, like that, you'd be different, right? Get exposure, and yep. that's your pivot. So, yeah, and um, to your point, John, so snap shares just to bolster your singletary yeah. play. So, the Rams game 59%, Tennessee 54%, Pittsburgh 54%, Miami 73% of snaps, yeah, Baltimore 88% snap share yeah. against Baltimore. He's the guy, so, so he's the guy, he's the guy in a competitive game, and this 
obviously shapes up to be just yeah so that's uh i threw the singletary dart out there because he's actually pretty cheap on FanDuel, where it's not full ppr so it's half ppr but you know FanDuel pricing is pretty this week and it's you know, kind of tough to maneuver some guys around 5700 same yeah. price as matt Breida. that's what i'm saying 5700 dollars <laughs> is basically min price running back yep. on FanDuel. so you know i really like that for FanDuel player DraftKings again in the mid tier if you're making multiple lineups your game stack and like you got to get him in there you're a big correlation guy, James. Dude. Correlation won the Millie Maker two weeks ago when you were playing the, the Lions Seahawks game. So six six members of that game. Yeah. Six members. If you play six members of this game, Devin Singletary's the lowest owned of right. the whole bu- of the whole bunch. Yeah. No, I agree with you. So I, th- I think all that's certainly uh, in play. So, Good point, John. Uh, Howard Bender has the full playbook out, obviously, on Saturday, dartboard. But uh, if Singletary's not in there, we may have the first in Pemba special of the year. I'll tell mm. you that much. So be on the lookout for that in the playbook come Saturday. Let's shoot over to wide receiver. Again, top guys are all we know in play. Jefferson against Miami. Diggs, yep. $8,400. <laughs> if T. Higgins is out of this game, Jamar Chase at 77 becomes super um, interesting. From Louisiana, by the way. Yeah, yeah, you saw the reports. His whole family showing up. <laughs> yeah. His dad's yep. got like 35 tickets or something yep. like that to this game. Yep. You know, obviously Joe Joe Burrow going back to Louisiana yep. where he college. I mean, there's a lot of narratives in this Cincinnati going to New Orleans game here. And I think I saw Marshawn Lattimore's hurt too. So yep. like, you know. Not, not available at practice. Yeah, so good luck to that one, especially if Higgins <laughs> is out. Also really like Tyler Boyd then in that situation as, as a nice sure. value play. Guys, 5100 bucks. I mean, you, you want exposure to that game, you can certainly go to it. Like we said at quarterback, we're not saying don't play Joe Burrow in the Bengals this week. It's nope. The two stackable games are going to be Seattle, Arizona, Kansas City, Buffalo. If you're playing Gash games, you're going to have to have that exposure there. So, But for the wide receivers, like you can play all of these guys. Every single one of them. You know, Debo's maybe my least favorite of the group, but from Mike Evans up, I would have exposure to every single one of them. Yeah, and 100% agree. And just to the Debo point, like, he's obviously viable in tournaments. Sure. Because what he is. Now, the rushing attempts have been down, which is something to, you know, of note because yeah. Jeff Wilson is just dominating the touches in the backfield, and now Tevin Coleman's there too. But yeah, I agree. I think from Mike Evans up, I would even throw Pittman in, out there. I know, like, you don't need I'm to go so there. I'm just so down on Matt Ryan. I'm just so down. Just Matt I know. Metcalf, too? 68? Yeah, I mean, seven, that game... Yeah, the 7K and above was Mike Evans. If you were going below 7K, yeah, Metcalf, Gabe Davis, Jalen Waddle at 62. If Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback, I'm not going to do any yeah. Skylar Thompson. I'm just not going to do it. Godwin's up to 61. I like it. Um, you know, that's certainly fine. What are your thoughts on Lazard, right? He's finding the end zone. Green Bay passing offense is so hit or miss of late. You know, but eight targets, eight targets in back-to-back games, touchdowns in three of the four he's played. Does the Lizard interest you at all home against the Jets here? I mean, like, I think it's something to note if anyone listens to the Pat McAfee show and listens to Aaron Rodgers talk ever. He does lay out a lot of, like, schematic things and who he should be getting the ball to, and he said he needs to get Alan Lazard at the ball more. And he's getting the ball a lot. Like, eight-plus targets in back-to-back games, six targets the game before and you mentioned three touchdowns i don't hate him like i think he's a pretty good player i think he's proving to aaron Rodgers that he is the guy there and aaron Rodgers knows that he needs to get his guy the ball like alan zard didn't have the opportunity because no one else did it was Devontae adams aaron jones that was the whole show for years right well alan alan zard has the opportunity and i don't hate the spot now is he gonna get 
sauced up here, John, because the Jets well, secondary Dubs, has been Do you think Sauce Gardner goes in Romeo Dubs or does he go in Alan Lazard? I mean, both Jets secondary members are like rating out pretty good on PFF right now. The so Patriots like, have the best secondary in football. With with Jonathan Jones and Jack Jones right now, so and Jack Jones had the pick, and Jack Jones had the pick last week, right? Yeah, he had had the pick six on Rodgers. He had the pick last week on Goff. He's out there balling as a rookie. So, so like maybe this isn't the week. I mean, so Reed Jr. is ranked 18th of 104 cornerbacks this year. Gardner 33rd out of 104, both like rating in the top third of the league. Yeah, maybe it's just not a week. I do like Lazard, and I think. He's fine if you want to go there, but maybe we just uh, take some shots elsewhere. Sure. Alave like, was limited at practice today, so we'll see. Why is Tyler Lockett $5,600, John? I was get to that, because he was 56 last week as well. He's yet to be over $6,000 despite putting up 22, 16, 14, and 30 fantasy points. So, yeah, listen. Geno Smith is $5,700. Tyler Lockett is $5,600. DK Metcalf is $6,800. Kenneth Walker is $5,400. Like, you can, like, we say this all the time, right? Like, you want to be contrarian, you want to be different, but we also say it's okay to play chalk and be different elsewhere. Like, play Seattle in your, the value Seattle, right? Like, the Lockett or definitely Lena Walker, Geno, whatever. Play that chalk and then be different elsewhere, right? Like play a Jamar Chase or play a right. whatever. And because these guys are too cheap and their ownership on them is going to be 30, 30% minimum, right? right? Like $5,600 Tyler Lockett, 30% lock it in, right? Like lock yeah. in, lock it. Not trying to make the joke, <laughs> but like it's just what it is. So yeah, it's far too cheap. Uh, going to be in a lot of lineups. If you're going down, Jacoby Myers is kind of interesting. Depending on mm-hmm. who the quarterback is, I don't even think it totally matters. Does it matter? Does it matter? It totally matters whether it's Matt or Zappy. Denzel Ward is hurt, so you know their top corner in Cleveland's out is potentially out of this game. He didn't practice today. I-, I tweeted it, and then it happened right afterwards that Jacoby Myers is a difference maker in this Patriots receiving group. He just makes it look like a real yep. receiving group all of a sudden, and the numbers are there for it: eighteen and a half, and then twenty-seven because he scored a touchdown finally. The one thing that's been snake biting Jacoby Myers' whole career is he doesn't find the end zone. Touchdowns, yeah. You know? Now he does. He's already got one, one through three. So we're on a roll, we're on dude. A roll. That's a great, it's a great pace. Yeah. So that's I, I definitely like some Jacoby Myers there. Cash games probably, but I mean he's been putting up GPP numbers in, in two weeks as well. So uh, certainly playable there. We mentioned you know uh, not Bateman, but Juju, Tyler Boyd, just getting exposure to that game. All of it is in play at this like five K range. Yeah. So I. Like, I've thought about Juju for a second, and I think that the targets have been fine. Obviously, like, eight-plus targets in four of the five games. But they're, like, low-level targets. Sure. I think if I were to target one of these Kansas City receivers, it would be Valdez Camp, um, yeah, who yeah. I think is having more impact. And we know he's he is their big... He hasn't... Him and Hardman are both, like, their big play guys, but, like, I mean, that's what MVS has made a living out of. Like, yeah. just big plays but dude six for 90 last week like not just relying on like you know just stretching the field i mean guy looks pretty good 4500 yeah. i think is very good a very good price tag for you know the best game environment on the board yeah for sure love love the action for mvs he was one of my favorite plays in redraft in best ball this year just kind of the upside maybe he would have and knowing that they're gonna have to take some shots deep i think on this defense could be a big 
a big day for him there for sure. Other guys in that range, you know, if Romeo, not Romeo Dubs, I mean, don't, Romeo Dubs is in this range as well. But if Rashad Bateman doesn't play, I like Devin Duvernay at $4,700, yeah. right? He, against the Giants. You're obviously a Giants fan. Giants defense has, has been okay. You know, but last week, Devernay steps up as the number one receiver, gets seven targets, five catches, 54 yards. So, yeah, I think Duvernay is in a pretty interesting spot as well. Did we pass Rondale more already? Or is he even cheaper than I thought he is? Rondale. He is $4,200. Yeah, yeah, so Ron, Ron, Rondale more, $4,200. Chalk City. Going to be in a lot of lineups. A lot of lineups. He's going to be in a lot of lineups. Plus, people just love Rondale more, even when he doesn't play well. People are still just all in on, on Rondale there. So him and then Alec Pierce. You talked about Michael Pittman. Maybe Pierce is the guy mm-hmm. you want to look at. Last two games for him, 80 yards in both games, nine targets against Denver, six targets against Tennessee, double-digit fantasy points in two straight, nine more, nine or more in three of the four games that he's played. He dropped the touchdown in week one, obviously, but for 4300 mm-hmm. bucks, maybe he's Matt Ryan's new best friend here. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to, like, think. I was, like, trying to think about, like, what the correlation was. And, like, last week was obviously no John Taylor. And then losing Naeem Hines, I think, played a huge role in this. I think Pierce's, like, usage is going to be very, like, game script dependent. And in two scenarios where they are trailing or, you know, in the Denver case, like, cannot get anything going anywhere. Yeah. He was the guy. And I think he's fine. But I feel like at this price point, like... I think MVS has more upside. I think even, like, I don't want to say Randall Cobb, but, like, Randall Cobb, if he's going to get 13 targets, dart throw, throw, but regardless, Randall Moore 4,200, I think I usually plug in. But, like, it is contrarian pivot away from Moore because nobody's going to play Pearson for you. Yeah. If we're going under 4K, I mean, listen, Michael Thomas didn't practice. Alave limited. Landry didn't practice. Marcus Callaway is $3,900. Traquan Smith is $3,700, right? And Jameis practice. So, like, they're going to have they're gonna have Jameis at quarterback. And they may go with Marcus Smith. We think he's going to play quarterback. We think, yeah. Could be Taysom Hill. But, it's probably going to be Taysom Hill. That's but I'm just it. saying, like, if those three guys don't play, Callaway, $3,900. Traquan Smith, you know, $3,700. Yeah, it's ugly, but if you're looking to get a little different on a slate like this and you need sure. some cheap dart throws, like those two could be starting wide receivers for the yep. Saints this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I think Traquan has more touchdown upside, and he has shown that when he's been able to stay on the field. Callaway was everyone's darling last year, and then like comes into this year, and they're like, yes, you are the fourth receiver on our team. Yeah. It's like, oh, all right, dude, that's cool. Because we went out and got a healthy Michael Thomas and drafted a guy in the first round, and then hey, we also signed Jarvis Landry, and now you're the fourth receiver. Callaway's super talented, so I'm okay with both of them. I'm also okay, depending on how practice goes. We saw Wondell Robinson practice two days in a row, which is a miracle in itself that any Giants receiver has practiced two days in a row. But, dude, I mean, Darius Slayton, they have nobody. Darius Slayton was 6 of 7 for 79, and the one that he didn't catch, he would have gone 70 to the house if he just turned. If his head... If he just got his head turned around, he's 70 yards to the crib. I feel like we, it's like very weird to play giant receivers at this point. It's very weird to play anyone other than Saquon Barkley. But I don't know. Uh, Slayton seems to be getting back in the good graces of the Giants grass. And really, they just don't have another, any other options. Yeah. So 3,800, if Tony sits, he has a practice week. Look, all for all intents and purposes, he's not going to play. 
Yep, I'm fine with it. The Jets receivers are cheap too. Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore are both 5K and 4,900. And Corey Davis is cheap too. So if you think that Green Bay is going to be up and their Jets are going to have to throw, you know, it could be a little different with those guys there. Tight end spot. Kelsey 78, Andrew 7K. Top two guys. Don't really need to talk about why. Kittle's the next Wait, why? Yeah, why? Yeah, because they're good. Kittle's at 51. <laughs> Finally had a little bit of a better game. Five for 47. Not worth the 5,100 bucks though. Zach Ertz at $4,900. If you wanted some yep. Seattle exposure here, yep. 10 targets for him, double-digit targets in three of the last four games, double-digit fantasy points in every game this season. Probably going to be somewhat popular at $4,900. You know, if you're not going the Kelsey route, save some money, go there. I think that's fine. I like Higby if he's able to suit up here against Carolina. Another 10 targets for him. Another double-digit game out of Tyler Higby, So I think tight end has some options for sure in the 4K range. But once again, I think more people are going to be looking under 4K. Evan Ingram's coming off of a really big game. You know, I think most people will kind of take a peek at that. If Higgins doesn't play, maybe Hayden Hurst has a dart throw at 33, given the way that he's been playing lately. You know, he could find his way into some upside back-to-back weeks with a touchdown for him. And then again, I think the Saints guys are kind of interesting. Juwan Johnson, Adam Trotman... If the top three receivers are out, both of those guys have been playing. Trotman's been playing more, but, you know, there, there's some dart throw potential with those guys as well. I, yeah, there's not a lot of volume going their way, but I guess that could change if Jameis is available. Yeah, if Jameis, Jameis is, is available under center. and, like, Alavi, Landry, and Thomas are allies. Right. Like, That's yeah. fair. I like, I love Hurst. He was also limited, but I think... You know, it's at least a good sign that he's been practicing yeah. regardless of the groin. I think it's worth noting. I know Cameron Brait returned to practice, but like, do you think we, you know, shift to the guard maybe to Kate Otten? So I, I asked mean, Coop that. He doesn't think so yet. He thinks this is a game where you find out though. He thinks this is a game where you find out if Kate Otten starts to play more over Brait than sure, but. He thinks it's a big risk taking the Kate Otten. Wait and see. Just wait and see. Yeah. Uh, I like Noah Fan at 3K. Again, you want to get exposure to that game. Disley obviously has been finding the end zone, but five targets for Fant last week, four, two weeks prior to that. You know, double-digit Fant, or not double-digit, but six, seven, and seven fantasy points at 3K is not going to kill you in DFS at $3,000. So, You know who's allowed the most fantasy points, the top two teams to tight ends this year, John? Uh, Arizona and who? Their opponent. They're funny. Okay, perfect. Arizona and Seattle have allowed the number one and number two fantasy points flipped. Seattle has allowed significantly more than anyone else. Sure. They've allowed 129 fantasy points to tight ends. Arizona, 100. They're only two over 100. Yeah. So. This league just keeps finding the end zone. He's got double digit fantasy points in three or He's four so weeks. Annoying. He's so annoying. He's so annoying. Like I said, like at least a handful of catcher targets are going to both tight ends. So you could, you yep. know, conceivably play either of them. Again, in GVPs. Jawan Johnson's 28, as I mentioned. He had seven targets in week two, five targets in week one, both with Jameis as quarterback. So <clears throat> something to maybe watch there. Because from Andy Dalton, he's gotten one, four, and two. So, sure. you know, maybe Jameis could be the guy to unlock him. Defenses. Easy. The Rams are up there, obviously, against uh, P.J. Walker and Kirk. This is easy this week. Tampa Bay against Pittsburgh at 39. Tampa Bay and San Francisco move on. 49ers against Atlanta? Yeah, those two. It's those two defenses, dude. They're, like, far and away the best on the board, I think. Yeah. I also like Cincy a little bit here. Sure. Sure. (laughs) Depending on who's in and who's out. They've looked a little better. They've been forcing turnovers, too. I also don't mind the Patriots, because I think the Patriots' defense is actually pretty good. I mean, it, it, I guess it just depends on where you. I, the not the Patriots defense is definitely good, but it depends on like 
if this form of Nick Chubb, like, there might just be nothing they sure. can do. That's fair. <laughs> it might not matter. I'll live with that as well. Would you take who's any darts on anybody cheaper? I was going to say, who's your punt? I don't know. Who turns the ball over? I mean, so, like, let me ask. Carolina? You. I was going to say, Carolina? Dude, I mean, so, Carolina have a FanDuel lineup with Carolina. Their defense isn't that bad, dude. It's, it's not awful. Baker, it's Baker Mayfield. That's the problem. I'll say this. It's not awful, but they also haven't played much, right? Like, much in sure. terms of opponent. I mean, a lot of the Cleveland, maybe they're better. Whoa. What do you mean they haven't played much? They've played The 4-1 Giants, I know. In week two. I know. They played the four. Yeah. But, again, like, they haven't really, you know, Fair. this last Fair. matchup was maybe their toughest. They still had five fantasy points, though. Again, if I pay $2,400 for a defense and they give me five fantasy points, I'll live with it, right? They didn't lose me You're points. like, yeah. And, and what has Matt Stafford been? A sack turnover machine, or, right? Or like Their offensive line has been horrible and Stafford's holding so, on to them. I don't mind it. If you need to fit in, cram in that Chiefs-Bills stack and you need a punt defense, like, I'm for it. I'm okay. Sure. Okay doing yeah. it. So All right, let's build our lineup. Are we going Gino or are we going? So this is, that was going to be my question to you. So like I have the vibe and you know, I know you're not like a big stack NFL guy, but like if there was ever a week, is it this one? Yeah. And it's one of the two games, right? Like, I agree. How do you rank your, rank your quarterback like per dollar? Not just like, like. Obviously, like it's easy to say Josh Allen. If he's number one, he's number one. I like, think it's for me. It's Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Geno Smith, Patrick Mahomes. I would, per dollar, I would maybe flip Geno and Kyler. Okay. Because Geno is so cheap. Sure. But I don't disagree on that front because I think our game, like, I mean, if Josh Allen is number one quarterback, do you the want secret to sauce has really been like going against Seattle's defense, as good as Seattle's offense has been. That's fair. So, like, I kind of want Kyler, I think. Okay, then I think they're... So, I think this game is better. It's easier to stack. Yeah. Right? Yes. Because there's Seattle's all cheap. So, do you want to go Kyler? Because I'm cool with going Kyler. Yeah, let's, or let's I'm cool start with going Gino. We can pivot if we have to. Let's go with Kyler. Okay. okay. We'll go Ramondre. Yep. We can just... If you... I mean, do you want to use all two... Both running backs in this game? Like, Eno catches the football. Kenneth well, Walker... Yeah, that's how I'm... So, how do you want to build... I guess, how do you want to construct the stack? Like, do you want to play Hollywood, or do you prefer Rondell? Or do you prefer, or are we using both, and then running it back with Metcalf or Luck? So, I think I'm going to... I think I want to Well... Or we use Ertz, right? So, I could use Ertz. Because Seattle, thinking. again, Seattle is the worst yeah, that's team what I was, against I was thinking about... How, so, this is what I'll put in. I'll plug this in, now. Right. we'll see where it goes. Kyler, Stevenson, Hollywood, and Ertz, right? That gives us $4,900 a player. We're, we know that we want to play a defense. Are we spending up on defense? Or are we, we going to go with the Panthers? Are we going to punt? Well, or... if we went, if we go like San Francisco yeah. or Tampa, we have $5,200. Okay, I like San Francisco. That's fine. So do I. I think San Francisco's defense is. So $5,200 a player is there. Tyler Lockett will throw in. Yeah, Lockett. Um, he's the, so he's the most. So we're definitely chalky because Stevenson and Lockett are the two highest projected rostered sure. players on the slate. But it's fine. Like, again, you mentioned it. We can be different elsewhere. You already said. Yep. You already mentioned that much. I do. So we, we have Arizona. We have Brown, Lockett, Stevenson, Murray. $5,100 a player for a second so, running back. So well, here's – do we – we want exposure to Buffalo, Kansas City, right? Yeah. For sure. Yep. 
how about MVS as yeah. our third receiver, forty five hundred dollars? That works. Is that something that yep. is appealing? Yep. That gives us fifty four hundred. Walker, fifty four. And then we have Walker, or we play Benjamin, and it gives us a lot more for the flex. That that's your call. No, I want to. I think I want to play Kenneth Walker more because it's more exposure. Back. More exposure. Well, we yeah. got a fifty-four hundred dollar flex to come back here in this game. Which do we have a Buffalo side? We don't have a Buffalo side yet. No, and McKenzie back from practice at five K, but five K feels a little expensive for yeah. everybody. Do you want to maybe test with Carolina defense? Say, yeah, I say Carolina defense flexes 67. That gives us a lot of That options. gives us Gabe Davis at 65. Uh, we're in. Okay. Woo. All right. So that's what we're doing. We got so that's, Kyler that's Murray, Ramondre mm-hmm. Stevenson, Kenneth Walker, Hollywood Brown, Tyler Lockett, Valdez Scantling, Ertz, Gabe Davis, Panthers. We have literally a full-on Kansas City, Buffalo, Seattle, Arizona with Ramondre Stevenson. And, the and a one percent, and a one percent Panthers defense. And a one percent Panthers defense. Yep, that's what we're doing. Chalk City, bitch. We're out there. So I like it. All right, that's what we're at. If you have any questions, get us in Discord. Get us on Twitter. James and I will also be on the Sunday live stream this week on Better Sports Network, nine to eleven. So be sure to check that out as well. Get on the YouTube. You can ask us questions. We'll be there to run down the early news and break down the matchups and answer your start sits. So that is it. DFS Week Six preview here. We'll talk to you guys later.